Reception. That's the show that Sarah Snook's in. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, it's it's just her driving around trying to get a cell phone <laughs> signal. Brunch, hit it, boys. It's Stonkwatch, and people are pissed. Who's pissed? Uh, Dave is pissed. There was uh, something right now. A stonk is soaring, and it's something that I was telling you at the beginning of the pandemic. Really, all I was doing at the beginning of the pandemic. Let's see if you can let's see how, how strong your memory is of something I was doing a lot and pushing on people at the beginning of the pandemic. The people were like, yo, be weirder. We're going to completely ignore you on this. And now it's hot shit. Hmm. Well, the beginning of the pandemic seems like it was like 10 years ago. So I cannot remember what this was. <laughs> You're like, I don't know, playing Nintendo 64 <laughs> yeah. in your parents' basement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. What is it? <laughs> Watching reaction videos on YouTube. I was all about that life, and this past week, the reaction video culture and phenomenon has really exploded, and for reaction video OGs like myself, it's a kind of bittersweet feeling. It's like when I was reading the Harry Potter books and everyone made fun of me for it, so then I stopped because I was a child and a coward, and then all those people that made fun of me for it were like, hey... We've gotten into Harry Potter. Turns out it's the coolest thing in the world, and I just don't know what to do with it now. I haven't stopped watching reaction videos, but I have. I did take note that when I was like, hey, for whatever reason, reaction videos, I put a lot of thought into it. Like, for whatever reason, reaction videos are a very calming, pleasing thing to watch. It's because you know you're, you're watching someone react to something that you already know. That's probably how it came up in your YouTube algorithm or whatever, that it's like, hey, DJ, you like Chicago. Here are five videos of a person who's never heard Chicago listening to your favorite Chicago songs, and he's probably going to enjoy them just the way you did the first time you heard them. And it's just it's a very easy, especially in chaotic times, it's a very easy, pleasing thing to watch. So I was telling y'all, don't sleep on reaction videos. Last week, you texted me, you were like, yo, you see this video that's going viral? It's a reaction video. It was the two kids uh, listening. They're 22. They're not children. Uh, two 22-year-olds listening to Phil Collins in the air tonight. And I think there's a conversation to be had there because I think there's maybe some skepticism that can seep into it. But what did you think of that uh, that video? See, I just don't like reaction videos because I don't... like it's awkward for me. It's awkward for me to watch a reaction video. And also like I'm poisoned. My brain is poisoned to be like, yo, I don't believe these kids that this is the first time they've hear, heard in the air tonight. That's the biggest it, one. Yeah. That's the biggest. There's no time, way they hadn't heard. Every time, every time I watch a reaction video, I'm like, yo, is this, has this person seen this before? Have they heard this before? Are they just doing this? Are they just uh, like, ratcheting up their excitement level for views it's just like i'm just trained to be skeptical of anybody who's like trying to go viral or trying to put out 
like a YouTube video or something like that. And I just don't think that there's any way, even if you're like a 22 year old kid, I know in the air tonight is an old song. There's no way that you can like go through consuming popular culture and not have heard that song before. Yeah. I heard, uh, like have they not seen the hangover? Right. So that, that was what uh, Scott Zolak said that he was like, here's how I poke the biggest hole in that. There's no way two kids have not seen the two 22 year old dudes have not seen the hangover before. And they got into like, if you played sports, yeah, you've definitely heard it at some point. So I also do not believe that they had not heard that song before. And but, like, and they do that with like a ton of songs. Like they've, that's a regular thing that these kids do. They have a YouTube channel where like they listen to songs for the first time and it's all these popular songs. Like, do these kids just not listen to music ever? They would, maybe they were like Father John Misty and they were raised uh, with uh, no secular music. So they didn't get to listen to music until they were like 16 or something. Maybe they're, they're making up for lost time. That's why, if you're a reaction video head like myself, that's why you appreciate people like Jamel, a.k.a. Jamal, who he'll put on a song... And like 10 seconds into it, he'll be like, oh, this is this song. I know this song. And he'll either tell some story about like, oh, this song was playing when this happened in my life. Or I used to, uh, I think he was an usher at the Staples Center. And he was like, oh, man, I was at this guy's concert. Let me tell you about fans of this guy. <laughs> they are rude as hell or whatever. And th- it makes it like, it's almost like he's doing a-, a podcast about his life while listening to a song. But if he doesn't know the song, you trust that, he actually doesn't because he's telling you straight up when a song comes on, uh, like, like a lot of songs, if, if you say like, Hey, do you know, uh, do it again by Steely Dan? A lot of people will be like, no, I don't think so. But then you hear it and you're like, Oh, back Jack, do it. Like everyone knows that, you know? So there's a lot of songs that you might not know by name, but once you've heard them, right. you're like, oh, okay, I know the song. So I appreciate people in the reaction video culture which is enormous. There's got to be 5 million of these accounts. Yeah, of course. And they, they, they do like Patreons and they, I mean, they do better than we do. <laughs> yeah, of course they do. Most people do better than we do on Patreon. Uh, they've, been doing, they've been doing that for like a long time too. Like they, I guess like a couple years. Mm-hmm. And that was like an older video. Oh, yeah, really? I think so. Um, so I've yeah. seen those kids. They're not my favorite. My favorites are, I already shouted out, uh, Jamel, a.k.a. Jamal. I like Justin and Stacy. There's a couple, there's a few couples that I like watching. It. There's also a father and son that do it because... See, that's cool. Yeah, it's father like- and son's cool because there's a good chance one of them knows it and is kind of reacting to the other person knowing it. Although that gets dangerously close to, we've talked about this, the worst thing in the world, which is when someone's playing something that they like for you and the eyes that you feel while you're listening or watching this thing just make you want to absolutely die. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of like, a. I feel like that's a reason why I don't like reaction videos too, because I feel like that's like part of the experience, even though that person can't feel me watching them or, I can't feel them watching me. I just feel like watching somebody waiting for them to have a reaction to something gives me anxiety. Yeah. Even I feel bad. Like if, uh, like I I got a group of 
friends that uh, if we would come up with little song ideas or whatever, little musical things, we'll send them to each other like, hey, what do you think of this? And even in the like five minutes after I'll send something to a friend, it's usually our friend Wayne, I feel bad because like I'm, I'm not doing it. But Wayne is probably feeling the, like, from across the country, Yeah, DJ's probably like, what do you think? What do you think? Hey. Hey. Yeah, there's nothing gonna- worse than, like, somebody sending you a recommendation and being like, let me know what you think of this. Yeah. And especially, uh, th- this will happen. A friend will be like, hey, this song is the best and you would love it. And when Jeff does it, I know he's right. And like when, sir, like if you do it, I know that, that you're right. A lot of friends, even good friends will send me stuff. Be like, this is right up your alley. <laughs> and I'm like, this is so just fine. And now I'm going to be a dick and being like, Hey, not for me. Uh, but on the, 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 on the bright side, I guess uh, you don't know me as well as you thought you did. <laughs> Not only do I not like the song that you like, uh, our friendship isn't as strong <laughs> as as you thought it was. You could spin it and be like, silver lining, there's still a lot of things that you're going to learn about me in the future yeah. because you don't know me as well as you think you do. The relationship's still fresh. We're still finding <laughs> out. We're still in the honeymoon stage, baby. Hey, great news. I think that song sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's why you, for this situation you have to have like a group chat because if somebody sends a song in a group chat there's no pressure to respond to it you can just be the person who doesn't do it and then yeah. if and then if nobody responds to it then that person's the asshole the person who sent the song they just have to be like oh well i guess i fucking suck i'll go fuck I, myself uh, <laughs> but if oh. it's one to one and you send it and the other person doesn't respond then they're for sure the asshole have you ever seen the uh, Guess I'll Die gif? Have I sent that to you? No, I don't think so. So one of my friends uh, loves this gif. Pretty much the only thing they ever sent to me. Uh, and it'll usually be, they'll text me and I'll give it a cool 18 hours. <laughs> and then the next text I'll get, it's, a, it's an old man. It's actually kind of like a nightmare gif. It's an old, it's one shot of an old man with his hands up like this, like kind of doing like a shrug and he's wearing a red shirt and he's like very skinny. And, uh, the video, the, the picture is just kind of shaking around and like zooming in and out and doing all this crazy stuff. And it just says, guess I'll die. (laughs) (laughs) And it's perfect for anything. Just be like, Oh, you won't believe what this person said to me at work. And like you finish it and then you just be like, guess I'll die. It's pretty cool, but it's fun in a group text when someone sends something that's for the group, if you're the first person to respond, boy, can you hijack it? Oh yeah. You can just, you can just turn into roasting that, that person. Right. It's usually me. Yeah. It's usually me who gets roasted. Oh, I'll do a, uh, it's too easy, but if somebody sends something in a group text, I'll, and I see no one's responded yet. I'll be very excited to throw in cousin CJ smashing the chair of course who cares <laughs> and everyone laughs no one's then gonna take it no one's gonna be like hey i'm gonna put some thought into this thing that that you sent so i don't know i guess that's some some light uh text bullying don't do that anyway uh on the subject of um youtube 
reaction videos. I said my favorites are Justin and Stacy, Jamal, uh, Jamel, aka Jamal. Do you ever think about and feel bad for people who have names that people say wrong? Because this guy, his name's Jamel, but his like handle is Jamel, aka Jamal. I'm assuming because a lot of people get his name wrong. Yeah. Uh, I actually just saw a tweet about that yesterday. Uh, I don't know if you follow uh, Elika Siddiqui, or I mean, I'm probably saying her name wrong now. She used to be at Stakes and Stakes and Stiff Arms. I think it's Elika or Elika. Oh, um, she uh, she's she was the one who almost was worked for a Barstool. Couple places, yes, Barstool, but then the the whole like contract controversy thing okay. happened. So. Her middle name is actually what she goes by because nobody could pronounce her first name. And she switched to that in co- after college, she said, or in college, because she just got fed up with people trying to pronounce her first name. And that's got to be like a really frustrating thing. You go like 18 years, 18 plus years, trying to go by your given name, and then you have to convert because people can't say your first name. I actually That's think really about this. I actually think about this a lot, and I probably have the easiest name to pronounce. It's ever. letters, right? Like I have an extremely <laughs> easy first name. Uh, like common first name, common middle name, word for a last name. Like could not be easier. And I just I make it even easier by going by letters. So I've literally never experienced what a lot of people experience their name. But I do think about it a lot because that must be some slight little kind of way of chipping away at like how you feel about yourself. If people say your name wrong and I get at work, I am a, uh, I am such a stickler about pronunciation. I'll, I'm so afraid to say somebody's name wrong. Whenever we do, something uh whenever we do any sort of basketball news and it's like okay according to to shams this happened or whatever i will always be probably annoying but i will be like hey it's shams like we we use this we we all get so much from shams and his reporting I feel terrible. You should owe it to him to get his name right. Exactly. Like, like legitimately, literally put some respect on his name. And that's just not at work. That's everywhere. And everyone, everyone I work with definitely says Shams because I've been so annoying about it probably. But I don't know. I feel like, yeah, it's a tough situation because it feels like if you're pronouncing it wrong or if somebody would pronounce my name wrong, it would feel like they're not familiar with me or not familiar with what I do to the point where like they know me, they know how to say my name. Like that would come off as a little bit disrespectful, even if it wasn't obviously intended as it's, disrespect. It's it, totally inadvertent. Right. But that's why I think that there needs to be more people who are vocal, who correct people when they say people's names wrong. And fortunately, like in, in our field, there's a lot of saying names that might be tough to, to say. And I don't know, like between my coworkers, everybody else, we got a really good group of if you are about to read a name 
you can ask you can ask the room and at least like half of it will be able to tell you it's this yeah you know because i I, i think that even if you do it like you said even if it's it's always accidental i would say no one's like hey i'm gonna call this guy shams because I think his reporting is a sham, a sham. or something. <laughs> right. I think, like, I don't know, like, you, you look at it, you do it phonetically, but I think that if you're the person who's constantly having their name said wrong, I feel like it can maybe hurt a little bit. So, shout out everyone who gets their name said wrong, with the exception of Brad Marchand, because he, I mean, he changes is just it always fucking really with everybody. Yeah. Right. It's one million percent his fault. Yes. Yeah, he brings it upon himself, so I uh, can't, can't feel bad for him. Uh, on the subject of our, our favorite sport, hockey, some brutal news. Uh, we probably have a lot of hockey fans listen to, it, to this and a lot of Bruins fans. Claude Julien done for the first-round series against the Flyers because he was rushed to the hospital with chest pains, not COVID-related, but uh, it's chest pains-related. That sucks. That's chest, terrible. Chest pains related enough to be rushed to the hospital is a really scary situation. Even if, uh, like, it's, it sounds like there's some good news coming out of the the reports or whatever, or like the his outlook is optimistic, I guess. So that's great. But like, if you have to go to the hospital with chest pains, it's a really concerning situation, no matter what. Yeah, very very scary. But it made me want to bring this up. Like when we saw it. We were like, oh, no, this is terrible. And obviously anybody with the heart would think, oh, no, this is terrible. But like, everyone still loves Claude Julian, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I saw that and I was I was like, oh, my God, what the fuck? Like if something happens to Claude, I'm going to I'm going to lose it. Right. I don't know. I, th- I think that it's easy to kind of be like, well, they're not here anymore. Moved on. Obviously, yeah. he coaches for the rival of the Bruins now, but. I don't know if you're a Bruins fan and, and you don't love that guy. Some yeah, he's like, he's like my dad. He just feels like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's 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 probably raised most Bruins fans your age. Yeah, right? he Claude was like was my dad, my hockey dad for a long time. Did he take over the Bruins when you you were probably in high school? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So he was like one of the first coaches that I remember. I think I the first one. Well, uh, I rem- the first one that I remember was uh, Burns. Oh, yeah. Pat Burns. Pat Burns, RIP. Um, and then Sullivan. Yep. Was it Dave Sullivan? Mike Sullivan. Mike Su- no, wait, Mike Sullivan? Mike Sullivan's the coach of the, the Penguins. Oh, did you not know this? What? <laughs> that was the coach of the Bruins. Was it? The Penguins Back coach Back in the was- day? Yeah. Yeah, he really? was the... Um, pre-lockout coach of the Bruins. I didn't know this. And then they came back and they had a weird year. They traded Joe Thornton and they were like, they fired uh, Mike O'Connell and they were like, all right, let's just get a new coach. And I remember at the time being like, what the hell? This guy's not like this. This guy, it's not this guy's fault. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I I didn't know that. I knew that he was, I knew Mike Sullivan was from Boston. Yeah. He was Uh, the Bruins coach. He has some uh, BU ties. As well, right. uh, there was also so I remember Pat Burns. Obviously, I think after Pat Burns was uh, Robbie Fatorik, and if memory serves, when Robbie Fatorik was fired, I 
found out the news. Like I saw it on the news late at night and my parents were asleep and I was like a kid, probably too old to do this, but I went into my parents' room (laughs) and was like, dad, dad. And he was like, what? And I was like, the Bruins fired Robbie Fedorik. And he was like, yeah, that's, that's not worth making people (laughs) up. And I was like, really? That's like huge news. And he was like, yeah, hockey coaches kind of get fired like every year. And I was like, Oh, I didn't know that. And then I had in my brain for a little bit. I was very confused. I thought that like you could only coach hockey teams for like a year <laughs> for like a year. And then well, for the Bruins is true for a while. Yeah. And I, remember, I, so like later I brought that up to my dad. I was like, why would someone want to be a hockey coach? Like, why wouldn't you want to get into a different profession when someone with more job stability? And he was like, no, like if, if your team wins a lot, then you can do it for a long time. It's but just even a, then, not really. Like That is true. I mean, yeah. you, you know what? John Cooper, is he coaching for his job? Probably. I think he is. Yeah. I, and like I think if they, if they lose the first round here, he's definitely done. Right. I think he's a good coach, but you have to fire him if they lose the first round yeah. again. COVID or not. Yeah, also, I mean, you just become like the fall guy a lot of the times. You have to fall on the sword. Especially like even if you're, you're if your GM fucks up, that you have to fall on the sword. Yeah. If your players fuck up, you have to fall on the sword. Yeah, it's always got to be somebody's fault. You, you got to try to be. You got to be a GM more than a coach because a GM can fuck you to save his job, but a coach can't fire anybody to save his job. Exactly, and it just goes to show you that in any sort of sports thing, when everything goes wrong. And you need someone to blame. You don't want to be the one that's not dressed like everybody else. You know what I'm saying? There's a goalie, a coach. Right. There's a bunch of athletes. There's a bunch of athletes out there. They're all wearing the same thing. They're all sweating and stuff. And you you go in there and you say, something's wrong with this. What's the problem? Is that motherfucker wearing a suit? (laughs) Oh, let's all switch that guy. You don't want to be the guy that can't like just slink back into the crowd like your Homer Simpson in that gif oh, no. sliding back into the bushes. Yeah. I think that that's the, I think that that's what it is. I think you figured something out here. Yeah, that's not like <laughs> like we got to just got we got to start dressing goalies like the regular skaters. Yeah, they they won't get half the blame. I was going to ask you, I was, we were going to come perilously close to, to real sports talk there. I was going to be like, what do you think of Tuka's game yesterday? I don't mind it as much as everybody else. I think that first goal, Joel Edmondson, for whatever reason, Joel Edmondson put it perfectly where Tuka wasn't going to be. He was trying to get square to the shot, and Edmondson was like, all right, I'm going to put it right where you aren't. Okay, we've been watching too much hockey. We're actually recording this episode in two parts because there's so much hockey going on that we're recording uh, before games and during intermissions. So we'll be back with, uh, with, with more. We back, and I've got a question. What is uh, American Pickle? I have no idea. Do you know what that? You don't know what that is? No. It's a Seth Rogen thing, but I don't know what it is. Oh, is that the thing where he, it's like an old timey sort of? Seems deal? like it. I've seen Seems screenshots like and stuff, but I have no idea what it is. Like a lot of him, like maybe he's on a sidewalk. I have no idea what it is at all. All I've seen is this, the screen caps and stuff. I don't even think I've seen people talking about it really. 
Same. I've seen Which is weird because anytime Seth Rogen does anything, I feel like people talk about it. Okay, it's You can watch it on HBO Max, so maybe I'll get around to that. Oh wait, first before we read what it is, let's see some news stories about it. Uh No, never mind. Okay, it's a 2020 American comedy drama film directed by Brandon Trust. He used to play for the Canadians and Rangers in yeah. his uh, solo directorial <laughs> debut. Written by Simon Rich. Gotta say, those are a couple of very easy names to say. Mm-hmm. Um. Based on, they, they, those idiots have had it easy. Based on his 2013 short story "Sellout," the film stars Seth Rogen as a Jewish immigrant who gets preserved in a vat of pickles and wakes up in modern day New. Okay, attempting to fit in with the assistance of his last remaining descendant, also played by Rogen. So, so it's a like double. It's a, a double Rogen culinary nutty professor or Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Wait, but it he, does he, sound like Austin Powers. He gets preserved in a vat of pickles. So I'm, I'm trying to not be insensitive here. At first, I was like, oh, maybe he like escapes something in by like hiding with pickles or something. But preserved in a vat of pickles makes it seem like this is a science fiction movie, right? Yeah, well, or it's just a ridiculous premise to. A stupid comedy doesn't okay. necessarily have to make a ton of sense. Let's see what. Uh, let's see who else is in this movie. Um, it's saying just Seth Rogen and Sarah Snook, and love me some Sarah Snook. Do you know who Sarah Snook is? Yeah, I do. She's in I, Succession. She plays uh, the the daughter in Succession. Ah, uh, I do not know who that is. Let's it's see. You don't watch Succession because you're an idiot. That's right. Succession is a great show. Uh, Yorma is in it. Don't know who that is. He's uh, one of the only Lonely Island guys. The guy that's not Akiba. Oh, okay. okay. He played a, a recurring role in Girls as, uh, forget his name, but he played like a really hot, like bad boy who like would always say to girls like, ooh, I'm going to fuck you like you've never been fucked before. And I was like, oh, all right, I don't like that guy. <laughs> uh, no one talk like that. <laughs> um, reception. That's the show that Sarah Snook's in? <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, it's, it's just her driving around trying to get a cell phone <laughs> signal. <laughs> oh. Every week, just an hour of... Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Can you can you hear me now? You know what's a silly thing people do with their phones when they try to like blame the other if they, if the the call's not working and they're like, oh sorry you're breaking up on me. Well I've got four bars so this should be working. <laughs> yeah. Like okay well either way the call's no, not working. Nothing is ever meant less than bars on a cell phone. Totally. It totally. is nobody's ever been like, oh shit, I've got zero bars, must be my fault. Everybody's always like, Well, I've got three. I've got three, I've got four. So it's gotta be no, I've got three, I've got four. Also, I'll tell you, I'm guilty of that. I think we all are. 
what a weird lie. What a weird thing to be defensive <laughs> about. Like the technology somehow is not totally there yet where no matter what cell phones always work, you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Like you, yeah. you're, you, you're where you are. That's your fault. The, uh, the, the another stupid thing that people do all the time is when they when they like raise their phone higher it's that's a huge dad move where like you just you're holding your phone in front of you and you kind of like lift oh, yeah. it more to the sky and it's like i don't what 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 is that accomplishing is are you just putting it closer to to god and hoping that he touches your cell phone <laughs> signal you know what's another one is when the other person is really quiet so you speak really loud <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's, I'm sure a scientist can explain why every human being in the world does that. There's, there's a, a ton of things that are similar to that that I do. Where yeah. like if I'm, if I'm listening to two things or, or something or if I'm doing two things and like I want to turn down the TV, I'll like turn down my computer volume <laughs> and I'll yeah. be like, oh, fuck, no, that's not what I needed to do. Uh, yeah, it's just like a lot of wires being crossed. Basically. Oh, I had a lot of that going on these past couple of weeks with two TVs in the old uh, in the old uh, living room. Another one of those is: Have you ever been with somebody driving, and a loved one did this? So I'm not knocking anybody. Um, someone driving, and you're in. It's usually in like a parking garage or something when the ceiling gets really, really low, mm-hmm. and when you go to certain areas, if you're driving. You'll duck a little bit. Yeah, I always do that, dude. I do that all the time. And I do it when I play video games, too. Like, if I'm looking around the corner of a video game, I'll, like, stick my head out to the right to, like, peek <laughs> around the corner. And, like, if I'm getting shot at or something, I'll, like, fucking bob and weave, dude. It's so embarrassing, especially when I stream. Because people are just like, what are you doing? I had something to say off of I the I also do, uh, when I'm driving, like, if I'm taking directions or something or if i'm following directions and i have a turn coming up i'll turn down the radio for some reason i've noticed people i don't do that but i've noticed people do that i do that all the time i think it's like a walking and chewing gum type of thing yeah kind of but really it's healthy focus really it's just confidence are you a worse driver with somebody in the car no i don't think so i'm self-conscious about my driving if somebody's in the car no, yeah. I don't think about it. I don't think about it at all. You're in, you're in my domain. That's true. Yeah, it should be like, dude, you, you, you came here. You, you signed up for this. You signed yeah. up for the DJ experience. You're right. getting the. Yeah, it um, is. It is sort of like once you enter my car, it's my fucking rules. Like it's, it's, it's what. It, that's what it is. Yeah. Like, did you have you have you ever said? Um, you ever said like, hey, sorry, my if you're maybe about to go to like your place with a if you're about to have a friend over or whatever just like sorry the place is an absolute disaster it's like i'm a disaster <laughs> you're coming to my home so oh yeah there's always I, I always sort of feel bad if things aren't aren't uh in their tip-top shape which they really are aren't like never are you know, I, my apartment is never in its best shape unless i'm actively making sure that it is Right, and I like the um, I like when someone's place is not 
oh, I've made it perfect for you to come over. Right. I want to see the, your natural element. Totally. I see how you live. Don't bullshit a bullshitter. Let's just right. let's just be who we are, people. And that's not like I feel like the way I'm talking about it sounds like I'm talking about like romantically, but I mean human wise. Mm-hmm. Like sh- sure, if if you can't walk through my living room, I'll move some stuff around. But if you're just like having a friend over or someone who's in your life and someone that like you two know each other, don't clean. Right. We're giving some weird advice here. No fake friends. Yeah. No fake friends. No fake fake upkeep. Uh, my my room though does kind of does have two speeds though. It, uh, it like, the first time that I've ever seen your room. It was before we went to a concert. It was like the first time that I ever went to your place. I saw your room, and I gotta be honest with you, I thought lesser of you. I was like, "Oh no, I expected DJ." He's one of those. For, all, for everything that I know about you, for me to expect you to have your life together a little bit more, it just really speaks to how messy your room was. I could, I could see people projecting like the Seinfeld thing on me, right? Like, is that what you're thinking? Like, I'm such a uptight person okay. that maybe everything is just so. No, I just, I expected it to be kind of normal. Like, I didn't expect your room to be messy. And your room was for sure messy the first time I saw it. It was a disaster. It was, uh, it was, if memory serves, I was, I'd come back from someplace the night before. And I do have this weird thing where if I've traveled at all in the last month, I don't know how someone can expect my... My room, my area, anything to be clean. Yeah, there is uh, my my like post travel thing is at least a week. Like if I come back from somewhere, my I, I will have like remnants from that trip for about a week. Yeah, earlyish in the pandemic or about the t- I remember it was the day of the NFL draft. My I finally and I'd been quite clean to that point. I took I cleaned the the like the vent fan thing in my bathroom mm-hmm. i like took it apart got like washed it got any dust that could possibly be there out of there and looked around my apartment and i was like well this sucks there <laughs> is literally nothing left for me to do and now okay. i've gotten the last couple of weeks i've uh i don't know i i, I traveled at one point so i've still got like another week left of getting to look like a disaster, but I don't know. I am back at the point now where I could stand to, to clean a few things. And I like that because it gives me something to do. Well, I'm entering, uh, I'm entering like about to move territory. So like I've barely been putting in any effort into really like maintaining. Yeah. Because I know that it's going to be a mess in like a week or two anyway. So I'm just kind of letting it just kind of coasting into the move, I guess. But I'm, I'm, I very rarely have my room, uh, or my living space as like a mess. I can't do it. Yeah. On the subject of being less messy, I've uh, I've gotten back on the old Weight Watchers, which isn't which isn't something I've really ever done for a super long. Like one time, I think I did it for a couple of months, but uh, a few weeks ago, decided like, okay, I'm gonna. Just do that. I, I don't want to do any like real sort of diet of like can't have this, can't do this or whatever. And Weight Watchers is uh, 
perfect for that because Weight Watchers, you eat like sandwiches and shit, but you just kind of get points and stuff. Yeah. You just got to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you can that do is the most perfectly named company ever. Right. You are literally watching your weight. <laughs> yeah. So you're still like doing your weight. You're still doing all the stuff. You're just watching it. Like, um, like you don't even actually have to, you don't have to diet or anything. You could be on Weight Watchers and you're just watching your weight go up if you're not doing it right. Right. Like, Hey, I did 62 <laughs> points today. I think I'm given, uh, how many points? Can, I think I can have like 29 points, but it's like, I did 62 points, logged each and every one of them, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you're still doing Weight Watchers and you're, you're doing it right. <laughs> That's such you a- each their own. Yeah. I, Weight Watchers is cool because like I said, like I've done, I've done paleo, I've done keto. Paleo is the best one. Paleo is the most like effective one where I actually felt good. All those things. But Weight Watchers is, uh, Weight Watchers is just extremely doable like it doesn't really impact your life like you can't there's there are a few scenarios in which you say oh no i'm going to this thing but i'm on weight watchers like you go on vacation and be on weight watchers and still friggin' live it up right you're just watching it yeah i did and then you got to make up for it later like it's you can go on vacation and be like oh shit i went like eight points over i went like 45 points over and be like well next week we'll get him next week yeah, I mean it's Save pretty the points. pretty easy, and it's pretty easy to do. Like I, I never come close when I'm on Weight Watchers. I don't come close to touching my points. I uh, because fruits, vegetables, and um, and like grilled chicken and eggs are zero points. So I could go go an entire day doing like four points max, just doing a lot of eggs and grilled chicken and stuff, but. This time, to see if maybe it'll last longer, I'm like, no, I'm going to do the stuff it lets me do. So I'm having a sandwich here and there. I'm doing, I'm eating real stuff and I'm, I'm just watching it. I saw, and this was post me uh, starting my journey, got to shout out our guy, Jeff Lowe. He posted that when the pandemic started, he went on Weight Watchers, which I don't know how mentally he got through it, but in hindsight, pro move because you got to think like everyone, I certainly did. A lot of people are going to get out of shape. They're going to put on weight. And with not knowing how long this thing is going to last, he was just like, I'm just going to start Weight Watchers and ride this out. And he's lost 25 pounds. It's crazy. And he's also... And also, like, you got to think that when you're, when you're doing it at the beginning of quarantine and then, like, you see people afterwards, those people haven't, haven't seen you in months. So any, any like, progress you've made is going to be exponentially, like, amplified because it's going to be compared to the last time that person saw you. Yeah, I mean, I'm really doing it to try to get back to what I was pre-quarantine, which was not doing so hot, but... Um, I don't know. There's, there's certain things, um, there's certain things where I just feel better if I'm a little, if I'm just a little lighter, like I'm never going to be the, oh, I've got to be skinny or like, and I don't really care about that. I think that I kind of look the way I look and, 
I don't know. It's that that's just that kind of is what it is. But things like running, even um, just like the way I feel physically, if I'm if I put on too many pounds, I just feel worse. So trying to uh, trying to to watch it, just watching it, and you can watch TV thanks to new products from TCL. Do you think uh, you think we're going to get in business with them? I don't know. You've been trying. I give you credit. You've been doing a whole lot of uh, that. That has been that has been complete. You've just like sat that out. You're like, <laughs> yeah. if, if you want to do that, you can. <laughs> I mean, I think it's funny, and I'm enjoying it from a distance. But uh, I mean, I it's your thing. It is for sure your thing. It's your TV that sparked it. It's your campaign that you're spearheading, and it's going pretty well. They seem to be like they seem to be flirting with us. They're definitely they're they're flirting a little bit. They're getting back to us. I don't know. I think that your uh, your social media prowess could 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 help. But I I also wonder. Do you feel that as like a non TCL user, you're not totally um, like in on the the TCL experience? I can't vouch for them. That's so, the thing. I can't vouch. I only I only back products that uh, I know or products that are paying me. So you're <laughs> so. gonna have to buy a TCL so you understand it, and then after you've spent your money on a TCL, maybe TCL can give us a little money. Talk about them. Do you have a TV for your next home? Uh, I'm probably going to need to get another one. I oh, dude. Two, two that I'm bringing over, but uh, I could use another one. Dude, TCL, 55-incher, <laughs> no-brainer. It's, and it's got everything. It's got, it's got Netflix on it. it uh, dude, get that. I don't know if I need a 55-incher, but... They probably have a... a what, would, what are you looking at? Like a 40-incher or something? Yeah, somewhere, somewhere around there. That that honestly is probably going to cost you like a dollar. Honestly, like <laughs> thirty six bucks. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm very interested to see what happens, but I, I I'm uh, I'm not opposed. I could get into business with TCL. I like I like the cut of their uh, the cut of their vibe. Yeah, uh, they seem to be fun guys or gals. We should make. I mean, they'll sue us. We'd have to make like one-off bootleg things but we should make like tcl like merchandise yeah we should do uh my other car is a, t- a 55 inch tcl uhd smart tv like let me see does and this this is getting perilously close to uh um beach road weekend stuff but uh let me see tcl d- does tcl make merchandise they don't. There's no way that like, like even the biggest TV companies aren't making like merch. Oh, I found one. I found one on the, it's basically like a, not an Etsy, but like a Teespring or something. There is a shirt that just has the TC. It's a black shirt with the TCL logo. Let me see if I can get that in a tank or something. That would look, that'd be sick. Let me just change the color. Oh yeah, dude. I think I'm getting this. Dude, we should we should make a shirt that's the TCL uh just like the TCL TV and then it's us on the TV. Ooh, nice. Like yeah. w- what are we doing on the TV? I don't know, like we're just having we're doing brunch on TV. Well, that has yeah. actually happened before. 
That that's true. We should say to TCL like, hey, look, our dream is to get brunch on TV. You guys can make it happen. They'll be <laughs> yeah. like, no, we we manufacture TVs. What are you talking about? Like, yeah. No, so you we'll, just provide the TV. We'll put ourselves on it. We'll find a we'll find a way to get on it, even if it's just for us. We should take. We'll do a photo shoot of us doing things that look like we're on TV, and then we'll sell those. We could send them to Bruntouchables. They just tape them over their TVs. We'll make them in various sizes for if you got a 55 incher, an 86 incher, whatever you got, and you put it on there, and then you tweet us TCL. Thanks TCL. They will be like, "What the fuck is any of this?" I love the idea of being like. Yo, brunch is back on TV. Check us out. And it's just like a screenshot of us on TV. And then people are like, oh, awesome. What channel can I check it out on? It's like, oh, oh no, it's just on our TV. You need a printer just, uh, and yeah. <laughs> you need a printer it's just on ours. Some tape <laughs> and a TV, preferably. You know, when uh, when things have directions, like if you, like a shampoo will have directions and it'll be like, uh, or a conditioner will have directions. It'll be like step one shampoo your hair and then in parentheses like for best results use this other kind that we make yeah that's what we'll do just be like you just need a tv for best results you're probably going to want a tcl that'll really make it pop <laughs> it's just got a really good frame so we should uh, we should definitely make shirts that have the tcl tv and then it's uh we should take the screenshot of when we were on tv like four yeah. years ago from your work and just put that on the tv Brunch on TV. Thanks, TCL. I'll take two. <laughs> Hell yeah. 